What's up, One Leg Faders? This is your boy, Dirtbag, sitting in for Mooney. This week will be a Mooney-free show. Topics are Dallas Cowboys quarterback situation, Dallas Mavericks free agency. I get to run the show this week. This or that, Kenny's 90s ride in attire, our top three, bottom three, 80s wrestlers. But first, a quick sponsor spot from Anchor.fm. Hey, Dallas Maverick nerds. It's time for the podcast that you didn't ask for. This is One Leg Faded with your hosts, Munoz and Toronto. You guys sound like a law firm. This is so stupid. Just record what you're supposed to record. Come on. And you can take that with you. This is your boy, Toronto. And uh, it's Mooney Free today. No Mooney on the show. It's just going to be uh, rolling with uh, old dirtbags. What's going on, dirtbags? What's up, man? Yeah, this is going to be interesting without Mike. We'll see what happens. It's going to be way better. Mike, we don't have to listen to him making uh, a million mistakes a minute. Yeah, I like it already. That could be a thing. Triple M. Million mistakes a minute. <laughs> sure is. But he's in the uh, mountains of uh, Arkansas with his wife, hanging out with the hillbillies in the, uh, in the mountains. Uh, let me go ahead and introduce my boy real quick. The uh, Dirtbag, a.k.a. Stankfoot, a.k.a. the Adopt-the-Raptor. Dirtbag, ladies and gentlemen. You suck. Are you faded, Dirtbag? I am faded. We're actually just sipping on some whiskey today. Hey, uh, you have a, uh, I see that you have your Christmas tree up already. I do, just for you. That's bad, man. Halloween just ended. You got your stupid tree up already? Yeah, man. It's been up for a couple weeks now. Yeah, leave me. Why don't you just put it up in July and just get it over with? I think that's what we're leaning for, actually. But for my names each week, when you introduce me, I think you need to go back to the drawing board and come up with some new ones because the ones you use now are, are kind of old and recycled. And I know you can do way better than that. Come on, man. I mean, I can do better, but I don't want to hurt your feelings and make you cry. Well, let's just do, let's go back to all this, the stuff that you've said to me. That hasn't hurt my feelings yet. <laughs> I don't got time. <laughs> we, don't, we, don't got, we don't have the time. Well, theoretically, we can do that. But no, you're not going to hurt my feelings. I'm going to sit on this mic and I'm going to talk. The show is yours to dictate. Whatever you want to do, whatever you want to talk about, I'm here for you. All right, that sounds good. Sounds good. All right, we will get right into it. Uh, And since Mike isn't here, we're just going to go right into the sports page. How about that? Does that sound good for you? I don't care. It's your show, buddy. Okay, let's talk a little bit about the Cowboys quarterback situation. How about them, Cowboys? I don't want to. Next topic. Next topic? All right. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Go ahead. Go ahead. It'll be a short one, but I'm going to lean on your knowledge here. So the the talk is the the Cowboys are going to flop for Trevor Lawrence. Uh, Do you agree, disagree, or do we just let the season ride and say that Dak is our man? What are your thoughts on that? What should we do? I mean, I say we tank, but Dak is still the man, but we tank and we get a great draft pick. I mean, Trevor Lawrence is awesome. Don't get me wrong, but we already got a quarterback. Dak is great. We, we saw what happened. Dak went down, and we went completely in the crapper. So if anybody was wondering how great Dak was and if we should pay him, answers, you know, questions have been answered. You know, we can't even score any touchdowns. <laughs> He's gone. We can't score anymore. So, yeah, Dak is our man. You know, did he have a terrible injury? Yeah. It's a broken ankle, though, man. I mean, quarterback needs the arm, not their damn ankle. It's not, it's not like he ran that much anyway. He's a pocket passer. So I would say for sure, you know, let's let's tank it because, I mean, let's be honest, dirtbag. If we win the NFC East, what are we really going to do? We're going to win the NFC East and then go to the first round and get annihilated 
by, you know, whatever other team is comes out of the NFC. It's terrible. The NFC is terrible. It is terrible. It's, it's not even worth being ecstatic about for, for leading that division. It, it's worthless. I think the most wins are, what, three? The, the, the number one has three wins in that? It's an embarrassment. It's, I, I don't remember it being this bad. I really don't. But uh, that kind of leads into um, a bonus trivia question I'm going to give you. You normally do the trivia, so I'm going to give you one to so see what you can do here. All right. It, it's not Mavs related since we're in the offseason. It's going to be Cowboys. So in Cowboys franchise history, how many times has the team started four different quarterbacks in a single season, meaning that the starting quarterback is different four times? Uh, I'm going to guess one time. Uh, right. I'll give you some selections here. Is it A, four times, B, three times, C, five times, or D, two times? Two times? I'm going to guess two times. That is incorrect. The answer is three times. Tomorrow. I'm nervous, bro. Tomorrow. I'm not nervous. Oh man, I'm standing right next to you. We talk all the time. Yeah. I've been making fun of you for 20 years. I only I don't well, know why you're making you. You're trying to hurt my feelings. Well, here, hurt your feelings. <laughs> what kind of hat do you have on anyway? That's a P. My masterpiece. Yeah, but what does it say on the side? Prefer. What's prefer? What's prefer? <laughs> <laughs> I had it. I had it on last week. You didn't say anything. I didn't notice that we were on Zoom, but we're face to face right now. <laughs> what is, is Prefert? That is uh, that's my brother's company, Joe. You met Joe, the big tall guy. Yeah, what does he do for a living? He works. He's an electrician for a, a chicken chicken factory, Bull Pro. <laughs> you know Bull Pilgrim? He he's an electrician for a chicken factory, so he's the one that electrocutes the chickens before they get cooked. No, no, no. <laughs> I, lo- I love Fredo. He's really not. He works for uh, a company called Prefert. They actually. Got their start by creating. I work for Prefer. Prefer. I prefer to work for Prefer. They made the uh, the harness for the cow that holds them in place when they go to slaughter. That's the countryest ass stuff I've ever heard in my entire life. I'm from the country, East Texas, boy. (laughs) Ali, I work for Prefer. Prefer with a P. What's up, Joe? I uh, I electrocute chickens for Prefer. (laughs) Yeah, Ali. So that's uh, that's what this hat is. Thanks for noticing. No problem. But either way, yeah, tomorrow will mark the third time that we've started four quarterbacks in one season. I don't care. Yeah. No, I've already done, I've done, I've given up on the season. I don't even watch anymore. Well, I mean, I watch it, but I make fun of them. You know, I, I, I stopped being like, I still have some friends and obviously we still have some friends that get a little too invested in the Cowboys. You know, they live and die by the Cowboys. I'm like, why? Why? They've been disappointing and crapping the bed for 25 years. How do you have any investment, any emotional investment in this team? If you do, you're an idiot. You know, if they do well and they're having a great year, I'll get excited about it. But when they're crap, I'm so used to it. 25 years of them being crap, I don't care anymore. It's just like it, do- it doesn't matter to me anymore. It's like it's more fun to make fun of them now because I just don't care. Yeah, I, I agree because I'm, I'm not going to cry when they don't win because I, I can't remember the last time they were on the top over 20 years. But the, the problem is Jerry Jones, in my opinion. He's died, I actually think he's died twice. He's found a way to cheat life, only not only with himself, but also with his sons. They will live on and carry on the stupidity of how he runs that organization. So I don't know, man. I think, the, I think the younger generations are a little bit smarter, and, you know, they're adapting. I think when, I think when Jerry's gone, Steven will actually do a better job. I think he'll be more progressive. I think he'll let his football people make football decisions. You know, Jerry is mingling. He's in the mix all the time. He has to, you know, he has to talk. I I think once he's gone, things will significantly improve. 
That's just my personal opinion. I mean, can it get any worse? 25 years? Can it get any worse? It can't get any worse. It can only get it can only get better. You know what I mean? I mean, not even Jason Garrett. I mean, as much as I hated Jason Garrett, apparently it wasn't even Jason Garrett's fault. It's the owner. You know, get that get that guy out. But but think about it, man. You're a multi-billionaire. You have a yacht, the Bravo Eugenia. You have houses everywhere. What are you, what are you doing? Why are you still day to day? I mean, if I was a billionaire, it's, let's say I'm a billionaire at 40. Guess when I'm retiring? At 40? At 40. I'm retired. I'm done. What do, I, what do you need to do? I don't need to do anything. I'm done. I'm going to have, I'm going to live my life. I'm going to travel the world. I'm going to have fun. You know, I'm going to help people in need. I mean, why put yourself through this stress of day to day? But, you know, at the end of the day, man, there's people that are just like that. They just need their control freaks. They need to be in the mix. They just can't be, they just can't be chill. I don't have that problem. If I won $5 million tomorrow, I'd go to my boss and I'd be like, hey, you know, thank you for the opportunity. I quit today. Oh, can I, oh, you're not gonna give a two week notice? No, I'm gonna give a two second notice. I'm done, <laughs> you know, I'll see, I'll see you later. <laughs> right? Because at that point, well, you don't need to make any more money. Like 12 to 15 generations after him would not work a day and be fine. They're yeah. set for life. Yeah, there, there's no way. The kids, the grandkids, the great-grandkids, the great-great-grandkids, they're, they're, they're fine. They'll be, they'll be fine. Their colleges are paid for. They got a yacht to chill out. Hey, they'll have uh, Mummy Jerry in the corner. They'll mummify Jerry and they'll put him in a corner and they'll party <laughs> and they'll get every once in a while they'll They'll give, uh, they'll give Mummified Jerry a hug and say, thank you for all this wealth that you've accomplished for us. We really appreciate it. Well, actually, he kind of already is. When you actually look at it, you ever look real close at his face? It's just so rubbery and plastic surgery. That guy's got more formaldehyde inside of him than anybody that you see at the morgue right now. I guarantee it. We're moving on. Since Mike is not here, <laughs> let's, uh, let's uh, do a bit in his honor. So, you know how Mike can't pronounce anything. He can't even pronounce his own last name. Have you ever listened to him say his last name? Yeah, if I was going to ask you a question right now, what is Mike's first language? What would you say? I, that, that's a tough question. I mean, it's a tough question. It's not, English. it's not English. It's not Spanish. Unless he made up his own language. Idi idiocy? Probably. Idiocy is his first language. <laughs> <laughs> if somebody's going to make up the, the language called idiocy, he'd be the master. <laughs> he never says words twice. He always puts an S on everything, makes everything plural. And even his own name. Why do you make like everything plural? I don't get it. His last name is Munoz, right? It's a Spanish name. But sometimes he pronounces it Munoz or Munoz, a Z or an S. He's what, was that word? what was that word that you kept messing up last week that you come, that you that you uh, kept saying? What, what was what? that word? Light bulb. Yeah, like, he's like light bulb. Light bulb. <laughs> I gave him three chances. Light, light bulb. Yeah, that guy. If anybody needs to quit drinking, is that guy? It really is. No more Cowboys. Let's go into the NBA. So we're talking about free agencies coming in next year, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So we've got we've got some top prospects here, but it's going to be awesome for the team. It would be great say, if we had a, a Giannis uh, on our front line. Like that would be awesome. But I'm gonna make fun of my boy. I'm gonna make fun of my boy uh, uh, Flacco real quick. Okay. Flacco texted me last night. And he was like, hey, man, should the Mavericks trade for Giannis Atentacumpo? And I replied back, is water wet? I mean, of course. Of course. Of course. I mean, what kind of question is that? Is grass green? Yes. Dummy? Of course. Yes. The answer is always yes. Other than Luca, 
and Porzingis, you trade the entire roster. If they say, we want to trade the Greek freak to the Mavericks, what would you give us? We'll give you whatever draft pick you want and any player on the roster you want. And that, that, that's it. That's, that's what you do. Hey, Flacco, I love you, man, but that was, that was one of the dumbest texts you ever sent me in my entire life. Uh-oh. Oh, man. Well, speaking of Giannis, he's on the top of the list for free agency, so that would be great to have that. Everyone's talking about G, man. Like, who who would be your ideal situation with not like a, a Jimmy Johnson trade that we have to trade the whole team to get to get somebody? Like, who, who would be the ideal one? I don't care if we trade the whole team. It doesn't matter because basketball is all about star power. All right, you got two or three stars. It doesn't really matter what you have around them. Not really. I mean, because they're all NBA players. You know, they're they're decent. You know, so let's say that we did land. You know. The Greek freak, for example. I mean, that's never going to happen. But we, if we do, then we're not going to trade our entire roster, but we might lose a couple of players. But imagine if we had Maxi Kleba and we had Giannis and we had KP and we had Luca. Then all you got to do is just figure out who's going to be your fit, fit starter. Is it going to be Dodo? Is it going to be Curry? Is it going to be whoever? It doesn't matter. Look at those three players that you have. It just doesn't matter. So Luca plays the first 10 minutes and then he sits down. And then, you know, you move somebody else to point guard and you still got KP and Giannis in the game. So that is that I don't care. Well, people say, well, you know, I really don't want to give up on this guy. I don't want to give up on that guy. Yeah, neither do I. But you got to give something to get something. So if they if Milwaukee says, hey, we want your first round draft picks for the next three years and we want Maxi and we want X, Y, Z player done. Yes, absolutely. Whatever you want. Because it doesn't really matter. You're playing for the now. Luka is now. KP is now. Giannis is now. You're playing for the now. So it doesn't, it doesn't matter. You know, that old adage about keeping your powder dry and saving money and all that. Who cares about all that? We've already known free agency don't come here. Free agents don't come to Dallas. So the only way that we're going to move forward is either by the draft or by trades. Okay? So we don't need to keep our powder dry until free agency. We need to make a trade. And we make an aggressive trade. And we give we give up more than whatever other team is trying to give up. And we get these players in the mix. And that's it. That's what we, that's what we need to do. Because Luca is on his rookie deal. He'll sign again. He'll sign a second deal because a NBA player's first deal, they always stay with their team because their team can pay him way more than any other, other team. But the second contract, that's when other teams can really max you out. And that's when players usually jump ship. LeBron, he signs his first contract with the with the Cavaliers. When he was a free agency the first time, he signed with the Cavaliers again. And when he came up the free agency again, he bounced and went to Miami. That's just the way it goes, man. You know, the first one, they stick around. The second one, if you haven't built a team around them, they bounce. That's the NBA. I don't think that Luka would do that. But you got to make sure that you put in the work now and you show him that you want a team and you want players around him. So you pay him whatever he wants, obviously, but you also got to put the players around him because that's what he needs. He's such a competitor. You know, he's he's so passionate. You know, if you have shit around him in two years, he's gone. I mean, he is. So you got to you got to put in you got to do what you got to do. Hey, Bradley, I'll take him all day long. You know, I'll take Lou Williams, and I'm just talking about role players right now. Yeah. I don't even care, but I will take I'll take whatever. Just keep bringing players in and show that you're making that effort to bring players in, and I guarantee you'll stick around. To me, the Mavericks, all they really need 
is 3 and D, guys. Because Luka is a high-volume player, meaning that he always has the ball. So if he always has the ball, that means that he has he needs guys that can rebound, that can play defense, and shoot threes. Because he's going to have the ball all the time, right? So that's what we need. We need 3 and D, guys. Um, I don't know what you think about that, and I've talked for a really long time, but... You know, that's that's my opinion on what the Mavericks need to do. Yeah, so, so trade the house if we have to. I get it because I, I really think that this could be like a natural selection because, you know, we have the, the trend of people go, leaving to go to another team to be the stars and everybody hated on LeBron James for going to Miami and jumping around and Kevin Durant. I think this is a natural progression of this because we got two young guys. Well, Porzingis a little bit older, but I think somebody's going to be attracted to come to us for that the growth not only the instant superstardom like that so i think it would be a little bit different if we ended up having like a dream team like that so i would agree if we need to if we need to sell everybody out i'm gonna give you the magnificent seven right now and you tell me who you would take and who, who you wouldn't take all right fred van van bleed from uh from the raptors bogdan bogdanovich all right from sacramento joe harris from brooklyn danilo Ganilari from uh, oklahoma city uh, Davis Bertans from Washington, Montrez Harrell from the Clippers, Tristan Wood from Detroit. Those are across the board. Those are some of the best free agents right now in 2020. We're not even talking about 2021. Mm-hmm. We're talking about 2021. It starts next month in December. Those are the players. Out of all those, who would you take? I'm going to narrow that down to two because in watching uh, uh, Bogdan play, I uh, I really like his, his hustle. I mean, he just crashes boards. He just makes stuff happen. I think he'd be a good addition to, to just get everything going, motivate people, and be a, a good second man. We don't need him to motivate. We need him to shoot, and that's exactly what he does. And that's he's how a, you motivate he's by a, shooting. He's a shooter. And then I, if, you, if people are scoring... So I agree, so I agree with you. Bo- uh, uh, Bogdan would be my would be my number one because he's a damn shooter. And then the, the second one for me would be Montrez Harrell. I know we hated him. And, and all that with the, the stuff that went down with Luka. But he's a guy that, that you hate when he's not on your team. But if he was on your team, you're like, yeah, I'm glad that guy's on the court. You put him out there as the enforcer to stir stuff up and shift the game if momentum's leaning the other way. Let him foul a few times. I think that would be a good addition for us. I like him too. I like his hustle. I like his defense. I like his intangibles. I like his aggression. But I really, 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 really love Davis uh, Bertans. A lot of people don't know about him because Washington is terrible, and they don't play. They don't. They don't play on national TV very much. But he's 27 years old, and he is a polished offensive player around the basket. He shoots over 40 percent. He's a front court player. Who's, we're heavy on guards. We don't really need any more guards. But I like. I like him a lot. So yeah, I'm. I'm right there with you. Montrez would be probably A, and then A one B would be Davis uh, Bertans. I like him. I like them both. Um, uh, either way, I don't think we can go wrong, but I think Bo- uh, Bogdan Bogdanovich would be my number one. Fred Van Bleet, I love him. He's great. He's a champion. But we already got plenty of tiny guards right now. We don't need any more tiny guards. Yeah. You know, Joe Harris, I really like Joe Harris a lot. Um, I don't know if uh, during his first year, Steve Nash is going to let him get away from Brooklyn. It's not really his decision, but I don't think Brooklyn is going to let him get away because you got Kyrie, you got Kevin Durant coming back. They're going to make the Nets are all, all of a sudden going to go from a, a seven, eight, nine seed. They're going to go to a top three seed in the East overnight when those two guys are back. And Joe Harris is a solid player. I mean, he scored almost 15 points per game. 
you know, he's, he's, he's pretty solid. He's a, he's a solid shooter, three and D type of guy. Um, so Danilo Gadolari, I used to like him back in the day, but he's a little bit long in the tooth, man. He's a little bit older. He demands the ball. You know, I don't, I just don't, I just don't really, I just don't really think that that's the type of player that we need right now. You know, one thing that I can say is that there's a couple of other players like Jeremy Grant that I really like. Paul Millsap, eh, maybe. Um, Aaron Baines, not really. Marcus Morris, hell no. Uh, Marcus All, I don't think he'll play in the NBA next year. I think he's going to go back to Europe and play in Spain, to be quite honest with you. We talked about him earlier, uh, Avery Bradley, but he's a smaller type guard, even though he's great defensively. I don't really want him. Uh, Brandon Ingram, I would love it, but he's restricted. New Orleans is not going to let him get away. Gordon Hayward, I like him. He's got a player option. I don't think he's going to leave um, uh, the Celtics. DeMar DeRozan, I like DeMar DeRozan. He's a little bit older. I don't think that he's going to end up leaving, you know, San Antonio. And if he does, I don't, I don't, I don't think I would pay him, you know, any kind of crazy money to come here. Otto Porter Jr., I love Otto Porter Jr., it depends because we have Tim Hardaway, and Tim Hardaway is has the player option. Um, so, even though I like him, I don't want to overpay. For, yeah. I don't want to overpay for him. Um, so it really depends, man. I mean, there's a lot of there's a lot of options, and the good thing is that the season is right around the corner. Draft, free agency, start of the season, it's coming fast and furious, man. I mean, it'll it'll be December 22nd, and we're already starting the NBA back up, which is great, and I'm really excited about that. So in the next couple of weeks. We're going to talk NBA a lot. You know, stuff will start hashing out and we'll figure out what kind of players are coming and uh, and what we want to do. You know, I think Dallas is in a good is in a good situation. Other players that weren't in the bubble or even players that were in the bubble, now they got to look at Luka. They're like, oh, holy crap. I want to play with that guy. So yeah. I think... I think that, you know, when players didn't want to come to Dallas previously, I think they will want to come to Dallas now because of that guy. Yeah, I agree with that. And I'm, I'm also excited to see how the, the guys that didn't didn't participate because of, of the pandemic. Holly Stein, was that the guy that was Yeah, he opted out. He opted out, yeah. So guys like that, I'm, I'm excited to see how, the, how they adjust coming back. And like you said, it's going to be an earlier start, which is a good thing. So we don't have so much downtime in between. So that's good. I agree with that, too. Right. What's next, man? Uh, they're uh, dirt bag in. Yeah, so uh, we'll just kind of switch topics. How are we on time? We need to. Yeah. Yeah, we got 25 minutes. Let's go ahead and uh, go to a quick break. Um, here's the spot for uh, WGW Media. We'll be right back. Hey, One Leg Faders, this is your boy Toronto, and today I want to talk to you about WGW Media. Have you ever been to a wedding or a party where the DJ was playing all the wrong music and no one was dancing? With WGW Media's DJ and MC services, you don't got to worry about all that. With over 15 years in the game, WGW Media can do bar mitzvahs, weddings, quinceañeras, divorce parties, or whatever event you want to celebrate. WGW Media provides a professional MC and an outstanding DJ to get the party hopping, and they guarantee to get your guests off their chairs and onto the dance floor. Do you like Top 40, reggaeton, country, 90s hip-hop, salsa, or a mix of everything? Well, WGW can make it happen. Please go to WGWmedia.com for a free quote or call 469-554-8606 today. And we're back. All right, what do we want to talk about next there, uh, Dirtbagian? Yeah, we're going to switch gears off of sports. Um, we're going to go into this or that. 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 
What are the topics? Uh, well, if you don't like them, I've got some backups here, so let's do this. So, do you want to talk about in the mid '90s? Your vehicle you were driving around 93 or so. What are you, like 40, 49 now? Is that how old you are? Jesus Christ, man. I'm only 46. Well, you're trying to age me, man. Oh, well. Sorry, 46. So that would put you in at 17 to 19, maybe. Um, I don't know. Ask me questions. Yeah. I don't know. So, right now. All right. So the vehicle you were driving in the early 90s. Mm-hmm. And your your go to date night outfit because I know I've heard stories about when you're in high school and all that saying so, you you wore like crazy ass uh, outfits that from the '90s and like the crazy dress and everything. You want to talk about that, or you want to talk about how we first the first night that we went out together and what you did to me in the '90s in 1992 when I got back from the Air Force, I drove I uh, I had a bunch of money burning a hole in my pocket. I had been gone, you know, to the Air Force for a year. And when you're in the Air Force or in any kind of military, you really don't spend any money. You know, the military pays for your housing, your food, you know, all that stuff. And, and you get paid, you know, not a lot because, you know, you're an E1 or an E2 at max or an E3. So all that money that, you know, just goes in the bank. So when I got back and I went on leave for the first time, I had a bunch of money burning a hole in my pocket. So what I did is I went to the uh, dealership in, uh, off of uh, 20, and I can't remember, I think it's Freeman, Freeman Isuzu, it was back then. The Isuzu doesn't really exist anymore. It might be Freeman Mazda now. But I bought a uh, Isuzu Pup, like a little pickup truck. And that was a pup, that was a truck that I drove from 92 to probably like, man, close to 1998. I had it for a good six years. It had ground effects on it. It was black. I had it all, you know, souped up. So that's the that's the vehicle that I drove in the 90s when you're, you know, while you're asking me. And then outfits, I mean, the outfits of the days, you know how bad clothes in the 90s <laughs> were. I had, I had Jabos. I had, you know, the baggy clothes. I look back now and I was, I was really, really skinny with the stupid baggy clothes on. <laughs> And now I'm overweight and I got tight clothes on. So it's a switch. I should have been wearing tight clothes back then when I was skinny. And now I should be using loose clothes, but I don't want to go shopping again. So my clothes is tight. Hey, it's tight. Whatever. You did it backwards. You know, that reminds me of uh, your cousin Manny, uh, the baggy clothes that he wears and he's all skinny. Well, he's he's not as skinny as he was back in the day, but that reminds me of him. Yeah, he loved wearing the baggy, the baggy clothes and the jeans that are so he's probably like a 32 inseam, but he bought a 36. So it's all like bunched up at the bottom. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, I mean, that's the way everybody looked in the 90s, to be quite honest with you. I had a question about the, the Jabos. So you know how you had the white pant leg and the green or the white and red? Did you? I had that. Well, you had the options. You never you never owned a different color like that? No, no, no. I was going to ask if you wore the different color shoe depending on the, the color of the leg. No, you that, you that crazy? no, I wasn't that crazy. I was I was big on Jordans. I had I had okay. every I had every Jordan. So my shoe game was always tight. Even though my pants left something to be desired, my shoes were always on point. That's good. Um, so next topic. I'm at your. How long is this, show? Jesus Christ? Well, we got about nine more minutes of. A, I just don't want dead air, other than what I'm speaking, right? Mm. All right. So I'm at your house, and I noticed there's no Christmas decorations up. So. Thanksgiving, dude, Thanksgiving yet? The, you know, Halloween just ended. What do you want me to put up? You want me to put a Christmas crap already? Well, that, that's good. That's that's a question I was going to ask. How soon is too soon to put up Christmas decorations? Because for me, what I did this morning, I woke up at six thirty. Our whole house is fully decorated for Christmas. Every kid has their own tree. That's and called not home. having scene control. You need to get control of your scene at home. Well, what scene? No, what? 
Do you have Thanksgiving decorations? No. Well, so you go straight to the next, right? I mean, if we don't do so, when Thanksgiving's over, the day after Thanksgiving, Good Friday, that's when we decorate for Christmas. So that's that's another thing. So do you want to debt? You have a food hangover, and maybe maybe another hangover. So the last thing you want to do is grab, jump in the attic. We all sweaty and hot. I don't do anything. All I gotta do is have my crap ready. I'll have it out of the attic the day before. It'll be down in the garage, okay. and then my wife does it. I sit around and I, you know, for th- for Christmas decorations, you know what I do? I'm like, oh yeah, that looks good. What do you think about this? Oh yeah, that looks good too. Hey, what do you think about this over here? Oh yeah, that looks great. You think I do anything? I don't do any of that stuff. I don't know, man. You've been you've been decorating ever since when I first met you. Like even in that one bedroom apartment, you decorated it like the. Uh... It was crazy, all the different things on the walls and stuff. That's true. I am a de- I am a decorator, and I like I like that kind of I like doing that kind of stuff. But when it comes to Christmas, when it comes to like seasonal stuff, I don't really care. Are you telling me a Scrooge? I'm not a Scrooge. I just don't care about doing it. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter to me. Whatever my wife wants to do for Thanksgiving, Halloween, Christmas, Valentine's, I don't really care. When it comes to seasonal stuff, I don't care. It doesn't it doesn't matter to me because it's such a short amount of time. So for Christmas, hey, it's a day. It's the day after, the day after Thanksgiving, because you already know, Thanksgiving is my favorite holiday. Yeah. Thanksgiving is my is my. I, I I lump that in. So Thanksgiving, Thanksgiving is my favorite holiday. Christmas, it's for the kids, man. I don't care. I don't need anything. It's it, it's for them. So whatever my wife wants to do, whatever my kids want to do, that's fine with me. Look at my son. He's wearing a he's wearing a little hoodie over there. Yeah. He looks like he looks like ET and he's eating a chicken nugget. You still eating? He's been, <laughs> he's been eating McDonald's for an hour straight. There's no way that that food's good anymore. You know how McDonald's is after it gets cold is horrible. That's right. <laughs> yeah, he's still eating it. Yeah. Chicken nugget. Man, I love him. I still get him today. I had him a couple days ago. It's a good call. He looks like a chicken nugget. I sure do. All right. So anything else? Can we end this show now? No. We can. We got to go ten more minutes, man. Uh, Just because. That's are we doing? Are we doing top three, bottom three? We're gonna do that. Yes. All right. Top three, bottom three. Now it's time for top three, bottom three. <laughs> All right. What's our top three, bottom three this week? So you may or may not know this, so I'll, I'll help out a little bit. But did you like wrestling as a kid of in the course, 80s? Okay, of course. So let's do the auditorium. Yeah, let's do the old school wrestlers. You think you can handle that? Of course. All right. Uh, which one do you want to do? I'll do, I'll do top three. Okay. All right, I'll start. What's the bottom three for you? My bottom three. No, you do top three. I'll do bottom three. Because I know I know you love wrestling in the 80s. I did. So I'll let you do the top three because I want you to talk about the ones that you loved and I'll talk about the ones that sucked. <laughs> All right, well, thank you. All right, so I'm from Arlington, grew up in Arlington, right? And if anybody is a fan of the 80s wrestling movement, whatever you want to call it, you'll be familiar with the, the Von Erics, the Kevin, Gary, Mike, and their father, Fritz. They're actually lived in Arlington. And I remember going to Martin High School to, to watch Kevin, the youngest, the redhead. So I was the like, barefoot one, the barefoot, yeah. He wrestled barefoot. I'm like, man, I'm, I'm just short, fat kid, redhead, watching a, another redhead wrestle. So it was like so awesome to me. And, and back when it, it's your your kid, you think it's real, but there was blood. I mean, there was a lot of those those matches that they actually people got hurt. What was the, what was the best move that the Von Erics did? Uh, the, well, carry the iron claw, you know. The iron claw. Iron claw. I mean, nobody did it better than Fritz, the old man. If Fritz, if Fritz put you in the iron claw, you started bleeding. That was it. He would, you, he would bleed your temples. He would. And uh, uh, on, but that family was kind of cursed, man. It's really sad when you think about it. 
uh, 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 lost to suicide and just and stuff like that. But and I think Fritz died of a heart attack. But but man, that in that heyday, it, it was so much fun watching those guys on TV uh, when I was a little kid. And so so the Von Erics, all, all the whole family is is number three there. Um, number two, Andre the Giant. That guy was seven. Seven foot, I don't even know, five, what, it was just a beast of a man. I've never seen anybody so tall. Have you made a documentary about Andre the Giant on Netflix? I, I did not, but I want oh, to know. Oh, you got to see it. <laughs> so he would do these farts that were like a minute long, and they would like clear out, they would clear out the room. That guy would drink like three 12-packs of beer a night. He would drink like seven bottles of wine a night. That guy was just like an animal. When he held the beer in his hand, it looked like a, it looked like a, you know when you get those little six-ounce beers? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what it looked like. He would drink his hands were so humongous. When he would ride in airplanes, they would have to buy two seats for him. That's how huge that, that man was. When he used to, when they used to have road trips and they were just going from city to city and they weren't, they weren't flying, they had to get a van and they would have to put him in a van because he couldn't fit in cars. That guy was just <laughs> an, an, an enormous beast. All right, so here's a fun story for you. Do you remember when he was, uh, when they were filming the, uh, uh, remember the movie The Princess Bride? I do. Yeah, he, he plays, he plays a giant in the, in the Princess Bride. So, the, so I think it was Ron Howard was the director. And if I'm wrong, it may have been another director, but I'm going to say it was Ron Howard. So all of a sudden, um, you know, the, uh, uh, they were filming and he let out a fart. It goes. <gasps> and then they were like, and then the, the Ron Howard was like, and everybody was like, you know, holding their holding their nose because it stunk so bad, and everybody, nobody said anything, and it was dead silent for like 15 seconds. And then Ron Howard goes, uh, "Andre, are you okay?" And he was like, "Yes, boss, I am now." <laughs> but he was notorious for these humongous, smelly ass farts. So that was that was always legend with Andre the Giant, you know, uh, uh, crazy farts. So that's a good story about Andre. Yeah, that, that's hilarious. Yeah, I agree. I'm, I'm trying to look up the director. Rob Reiner. Rob Reiner. Rob Reiner. That's yeah. right. That's right. Rob, Rob Reiner. Reiner was the yeah, so Rob Reiner asked him about that. And he was like, hey, Andre, are you okay? And he was like, oh, yeah, no, boss. <laughs> I'm going to watch that. Uh, Netflix? Yeah, not Netflix. Uh, you'll, you'll love it. Yeah. Uh, number one for me, uh, Rick Flair. The of nature course. Boy. Nature. Because the, the nature boy. Is the stupidest dance. Like, I still do it today. Like, you can't see. but Woo! And then you go and... Woo! Flick your hair back, cause no, but he was so he was so he was so uh, he was so ad, but he he had money, he had fresh suits, he had jewelry. I mean, everybody like everybody wanted to be fancy, like like Ric Flair. Yeah, so he was living the dream. Like you can be this this big macho guy, all muscular, go beat guys up for a living, have whatever you want, all the money, just be a jerk asshole, and everybody loves you for it. It's it's the dream. Of that, like the pretentious guy, because I don't know about how much was act and how much was real or it merged or what, but just watching it was just so funny. The disrespect that he would give at the same time as respect, it was just it was a lot of fun watching him. And whenever, uh, you remember when I had the long hair for, for that little stint back in the day? I remember. <laughs> Cause I would do that, and I would I would do that in the apartment. I don't know if you ever saw that. I would do that, woo, and I'd flip my hair, and uh, and Mike would just die laughing. Even to this day, I still think about it. But the '80s for me, man, the wrestling. Like today, I can't watch it now because it's on the Raw and all that stuff. The WWE after the WWF got 
they did the lawsuit or whatever. I just lost it from there. I and mean, there's a couple, but the 80s wrestling, those are my top. The Von Erics family, number three, Andre the Giant, number two, and Ric Flair, number one. All right, so my bottom three is going to start with a guy named, I don't know if you remember him, but I'm going to pull up his picture right here. Do you remember Hillbilly Jim? And it sounds familiar, but, but go ahead. There's a picture right there. So he used to wear an overall with no short under, and then he had like this stupid, like floppy leather hat. And he was like, he was a humongous, he was a humongous guy, but he was always like really nice. And, you know, every time he fought, he would get whipped and he was so much bigger than everybody, but he would always get like whooped up because he was always smiling and laughing. So to hang out with, I bet you was a great guy to hang out with, but he's a terrible wrestler because he was so big and he always just got whooped up. And he was always like, he was always just like smiling and big. And they used to frustrate me so bad. I'm like, dude, you're so huge. You could whoop up anybody if you wanted, but he didn't. So Hillbilly Jim used to always frustrate the hell out of me. Another one was Brutus the Barber Beefcake. Do you remember Brutus the Barber Beefcake? You know, I hated that name. Just thinking about that makes me think of like a, a food beefcake and it makes me sick. I don't know why, but I just didn't like that guy. Well, I didn't like his stupid hair. He had a dumb mullet. He used to wear a bow tie and then he used to cut people's hair at the end. When he would beat them, he would cut their hair. I'm like, okay, that's kind of dumb. I'm like, we cut people's hair. Scissor hands? Yeah. Why would you cut people's hair? You know what I mean? And we all knew that wrestling was fake, but I was kind of like, I was like, dude, even if wrestling was fake, I wouldn't let this idiot cut my damn hair. You know, so I always hated Brutus the Barber Beefcake. I agree with that one. All right. And then my number one most hated, you're never going to know these guys. So they came out. So every once in a while, like WWF, when it got, you know, when when the Sportatorium and, you know, some of the smaller wrestling ones started getting consumed by the WWF and it became the big entity. You know, you would have your big time wrestlers, you know, you would have The Rock and then you would have Stone Cold Steve Austin and you would have like these tag team teams and they would always, you know, give them like a uh, like a team to beat up on on a, on a normal night. So, you know, you would have, you know, the the Locos or you would have, you know, uh, the the Alliance or these guys that were that were terrible and you know they're about to get beat <laughs> by the main guy and the main guy, you know, Goldberg or whoever would just annihilate them. So, you know, I'm Puerto Rican, right. and you know, the nickname for Puerto Rican, we call each other Boricua, you know, that's a nickname for Puerto Rican. So there was a tag team and they were called Los Boricuas. And Los Boricuas came out, I was so excited. I'm like, oh yes, 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 we have some Puerto Rican wrestlers. And there were two fat guys that were terrible. And every time they fought, they got annihilated by whoever they fought. It was so depressing. I'm like, we finally got some Puerto Rican representation in wrestling and they would get a knife. Dude, they had no muscles. They had the worst outfits. You know, when they were like, Lola's Boricua, and they would denounce them, they would be like crickets. Like nobody would cheer for them. And then they would, you know, they would proceed to get annihilated by whoever tag team that they were fighting. So, so, so depressing. You know, as a kid with no really Puerto Rican, you know, uh, um, you know, people that we can look up to, you know what I mean? No, no Puerto Rican heroes, really, especially here in the United States. They were always in buzzcut. Me and my brother would get excited, and then they would always get annihilated. And then we would be, then we'd be sad, and then we'd go to our room and play, you know, uh, play play video games. Nobody goes let us down again. Did they at least have a cool intro music or whatever? No, it was stupid. They were like, no, it's time for Los Boricua. They wouldn't even have like any salsa music. Nothing. Oh, it was, they, no, they were they were sacrificial lambs, man. That's all they were. They would come in and get annihilated by whoever they were fighting, 
and then and then that was it. So that was my that my worst wrestler of all time was as stupid as what he was. Uh, well, that's that's funny. I didn't want to throw the up. That's hilarious. All right, well. all right. Well, thanks a lot. That's a uh, that's a that's a Mooney free edition. It's uh, me and Dirtbag. So hopefully uh, we didn't hurt y'all's ears too much. Uh, peace out, Dirtbag. Y'all stay faded, everybody. Oh, I forgot to ask you. Are you faded? Uh, I am faded, actually. I am faded too. We forgot to ask. Peace out. Oh, shut it down.